0: To the Constitutionals podcast, episode one eighty three point. Let me choose a number. Uh, four. Nope. I think I used four last time. One eighty three point seven was the original one I was going to go with. I don't know why I didn't do that. Here we are, another interview. I know the last episode we just put out uh, officially, episode one eighty three, which is supposed to be last week's episode. Uh, but now we have a special bonus episode, one eighty three point seven. Here I have an interview. With the one, the only Jerky Boys. Jerky Boys are eighties uh, and nineties, uh, mostly, because they started out in the eighties and nineties. Eighties, uh, excuse me. And uh, mostly, it's a uh, it's prank phone calls, but characters, and they're, they're it's a very funny thing. Uh, it's truly a, a, a basically one of the one of the mainstays of comedy. I, I I would I would say. I wouldn't. I wouldn't guess. I would say. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's things in comedy where you can go, okay, Carson did this for late night television. He started this for late night television. He did this, you know, he, he helped solidify this. Uh, jerky boys were essentially that for, you know, phones for phone for prank calls. Uh, it's, it's a very, very funny medium that maybe we take for granted. You know, maybe that's, neat. that's a way of saying it. That's, maybe that's maybe it's the way we, uh, we do it, if we take it for granted. So I, t- I spoke to uh, Johnny B, Johnny Brennan. Very funny guy. You may know him as Mort Goldman from Family Guy. It feels like I said very funny guy, and then in my head I was like, did I say family guy? <laughs> he's a very family guy. He's on uh, Mort Goldman from Family Guy. Uh, so imagine, but, but also he's this very uh, tough-sounding New Yorker guy. He's got this he's got this cool accent. Uh, anyway, you you you'll hear it, you'll hear it. But this new album is called The Jerky Boys. Uh, self-titled. And uh, he and he's back doing uh, this some mostly same some uh, same characters, mostly new characters, and he just really brings back this air of I think this is uh this is the first album in 20 years, but I think this is album number 4 officially. They've done there's there's multiple albums that exist, but I think this is the yeah, it's the first one since 1999, the first official one since ni- 1999 that can actually be called a sequel. Because you know how some things are done uh, and there's sequels and there's not sequels and there's spinoffs and all that stuff like that. Consider everything between 99 and now, from the Jerky Boys, a spinoff. And they're and while they're good in their own merit, this is the thing that's going to bring in the real fans and, and the new fans. Uh, certainly, I listened to it and it, and it brought in me. Brought in me, that could be the name of my uh, my comedy tape. So Johnny Brennan and I, he when he spoke, and I remember this. I'm just now remembering this. So this is a fresh off the dome story. Uh, when he when he called he called me and uh, and there were. I guess there was like a, a storm that knocked out the power in his house, and uh, the I think the Verizon people or the the power people had to come over, and he, he called me. He's like, "Hey, well, can we uh, can I can I call you back in like ten fifteen minutes?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, sure." Uh, he called me back in ten fifteen minutes, and uh, and we were speaking, and you know he's just so efficient and smart, and he has an answer for everything, and not in a way that, you know that you would go, oh, okay, you're just, you're leading me on. No, this guy's got a story for everything. He's got, uh, he's, he's, he's funny, he's very off the cuff, uh, and it's interesting to see how his mind works. Uh, when you talk to somebody, you want to you understand and get to know them, uh, especially in these types of interviews. And so uh, what I like to, I, I, you can probably hear Michael Scott screaming in the background because the office is on. Uh, and I must need on, but we had we. I spoke to him for about uh, twenty some odd minutes, twenty nine. I'm looking at the properties of the uh, the file. It says twenty nine minutes. Uh, I wonder how how much of that is me going. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you for talking to me. I I so much appreciated. <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be able to make fun of yourself. You gotta be able to make fun of yourself. Um, but this is uh this was a treat because my entire, I guess. I, I won't say my entire life, but my entire comedy life, my entire comedy career life, I have heard tale of the Jerky Boys. I've heard uh, references. You know, I've heard comedians talk about them. And uh, and I mean, you know, if you were any type of into comedy. Then you will definitely know who the Jerky Boys are. And if not, I mean, still give the interview a Listen, he's a, he's a very funny guy. This Johnny This Johnny B. He's got a great voice, too. Real cool voice. Um, so, yes. So, the album came out on Black Friday. Uh, the embargo did lift on that, but I decided to hold off until today for obvious reasons. <laughs> that uh, I didn't want to do anything on Black Friday. <laughs> Except spend money. <laughs> but this is great. I am uh, glad to have spoken to Johnny Brennan. He's a great guy. Um, and I'm glad he actually, you know, gave, he, gave me, he gave me a lot of time give me light time. So, if you are a fan of comedy, please listen to this and if you're not a fan of comedy, why are you listening to this niche comedy podcast from me? <laughs> I really like this chat guy. Not a fan of the median, medium. I'm not a fan of the median either. I like the mode. That's a joke for people <laughs> who remember their math from uh, high school. High school geometry, I guess. Mean, median, the mode. Is that geometry or is that just algebra? I was horrible at math, horrible at math in high school. I had to go to a place called Mathnasium to do my math, to get help with. They were like math tutors, very expensive math tutors, a place where you can go, and not, not even tutoring. They help you. And it, and it was crazy because a lot of people I went to, to high school with uh, actually worked there. So and a lot of them were my friends. <laughs> it just felt felt so stupid sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I would Just leave football practice. And then go there. Hey, can you help me with my homework, please? I'm not, I'm not too good at this, uh, this whole math thing. Hey, look at me, I'm a jerky boy now. He, she, me, we, jerky boys. I'm just trying to fill out the time. I want to do three, uh, ten minutes because I, I saw I, had, I was at six minutes, now I to get, I got another three minutes to fill. Uh, there was also a Jerky Boys movie. I have I did not watch it. I would, saw the trailer for it, and I saw it. there's clips of it online, obviously, because yeah, the movie is old. Um, you know that's at a time that, that, that I guess the Jerky Boys movie came at a time where anybody could have a movie. There's like a, a span of time from like the you know the seventies until the early two thousands where every, any and everybody you know you had a decent property, you could get a movie, and then there's like Maybe 15 years where that didn't happen. And now we're back to anybody can have a movie. Steven Universe, uh, Adventure Time. Any one of these things. I'm going to name something that's not a cartoon. Uh, you know, I could see, uh, maybe, I was going to say Shit's Creek, but that wouldn't make sense because that's all wrapped up. But HBO, Deadwood, Deadwood had a movie. You know, anything could have a movie now. I miss those times where, where anything could have a movie in the in the early, the late nineties, in the eighties. Was there my cat just sneezed. Was there there was a there was a SmurS movie recently, um, within the past two decades, but would you want to see a snorks movie? <laughs> okay. Let me just end this here. All right, Johnny Brennan. Johnny Brennan, great guy. Uh this is the interview I did with him. Please listen to it. Share it with your friends. Uh, and because I'm not going to wrap up this episode uh, at the end of the interview, if you, like a, if you like this thing here, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C Comedy. Oh, God, I did it the wrong way. Head to the website, CplusComedy.com, where there are so many other interviews with your favorite comedians that you'll go, oh, my gosh, there are so many interviews here. How does Chad do it? How does one man do it? And I go, thank you. Because I'm working on accepting compliments. Uh Twitter, Instagram at C Comedy. Me on Twitter, Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Go to youtube.com slash C Comedy to see videos, video version of the podcast. Uh, not this episode, though. And see uh News time, which is our premiere show, which is like the daily show, except way less funny, uh, where I sit down and I dissect a story uh, one by one, and inch by inch, and detail by detail. Detail by detail. That could also be the name of my comedy album. Definitely check it out. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else is going on, Chad? Uh, that's it. That's it, guys. Who knows? Who cares? We're all living. We're all doing this. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Here you go. Coming up next, Johnny Brennan. Enjoy. <laughs>
1: my shit got ripped out the other day when the tree fell
0: oh geez well so wh- yeah, what is we- that what, how long is that's going to how long is that going to take for them to do that,
1: oh, no, uh, that, that uh, i don't have to i don't have to be bothered with them there I, I showed them where everything is so they're going to fix that now so me and you can just do whatever you know whatever we got to do
0: oh perfect yeah yeah i just didn't want you to be uh rushed or anything
1: no no i'm good man, man. <clears throat>
0: Well, good, good. Well, I'm glad to to uh, finally sit down with you because uh, I've heard of I've heard of the Jerky Boys for you know as long as they've been like the 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 troop has been around because I I, I knew about the tapes being passed around uh, in the 90s when it, when in the early 2000s when I was getting into comedy. So this is this is a kind of a, a dream to see come true. Yeah,
1: you know, I appreciate that. You know. Um, the Jerky Boys is it's a pretty fascinating story, and actually, you know, a lot of my stuff was done in the 70s, um, and it took the 80s to cook. I was, it started really cooking in the in the 80s, and by the mid 80s, like 84, 85, is when Howard Stern got a hold of it, and he was playing it on the radio, and he started saying, "Man, if anybody knows this Frank Rizzo guy, please call into the station. I got to find out who this is." He said, "It's the funniest thing I ever heard in my life." and that's when it started to really catch legs and then it and by the by the late 80s it, it, the new york times said it was the largest bootleg ever and then in, in the early like 91 and stuff that's when it started to you know get official where atlantic records signed me and and it started to become a major major deal and it wasn't long after that that walt disney pictures wanted uh uh you know uh a uh, feature film <laughs>
0: that was it's an interesting uh start because i i I didn't know it started with uh the stern blow up uh because you know when i think of when i think of prank calls i think of you know only two names jerky boys and stern uh and i I think those that's really good company because i think there's a right way to do them and a wrong way to do them and uh, it's a lot of people do them wrong Uh, but you guys do them right you know without hurting anybody
1: right well see that's 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 kind of the gift of the jerky boys um howard howard said years ago see the funny thing is about stern stern already had he had massive fame so he was already famous for being a radio disc jockey so howard had massive fame and he was handed this bootleg uh the jerky boys bootleg and howard was able to take his fame and get behind it and say that this jerky boy stuff is the funniest thing I ever heard in my life and spin magazine took advantage of that when I finally hit the scene and took out a full page ad of Howard Stern's quote quotes actually he did a couple of quotes and you know and the rest is history um it, it, it's just an amazing uh it's an amazing trip it's an amazing you know absolutely
0: do you ever when you whenever you do the the calls uh or it, when you when you were doing them as like uh, back in the a couple years ago too did you ever plan these out or was it was everything off the top or was it just based on the character
1: well that's see that's the thing it was based on the character and there was never anything planned it was always i always loved spontaneity <clears throat> and to just let things unfold and then kind of go down you know go down that road as it was Unro- you know, unraveling. I found that is the, the best way that I, I work, and I'm sure you, you, you even on the new record. When I went to do this new record, I wanted to do the same thing. I didn't want to um, feel like when I was I made Jerky Boys one, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. People fucking fell in love with it. So now, can you imagine? Now I have to make Jerky Boys two, and Jerky Boys three, and and, and four, and so on. So there was always you know, me trying to one up, you know, enough enough years have gone by. And I said to myself, why don't I approach this the same way I did many decades ago when I I just did it for me and my brothers. I wasn't doing it for any other reason. I just whatever character seemed to come out of my mouth, I just went with. I didn't try to, you know, and, 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 and that's what I did with this particular record. I just I just did it basically for me and what i felt at the moment and what character you know how it felt and 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 it felt really kind of good to do that it was almost you know it was almost like refreshing to to go in you know in the mind and let your mind just kind of just relax and 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 just go with it
0: yeah during an interview uh, i think you did last year i i, I you said you called uh, jerky boys improvisational theater of the mind and you and that and that's how you use it as a way uh not to laugh during the calls because you were you were the characters and you thought that it was that those characters thought it was real uh and that's just exactly. that's a great way to for a comedian to uh to to tackle uh their version of comedy because if you think it's real, then you're gonna sell it and you know that's why Bill Burr works because he's so angry. And that same thing for uh, 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 Lewis Black and and every other comedian uh, out there.
1: Yeah, it's really, really cool. You know, a lot of these top comedians for many, many decades, you know, Eddie Murphy, Bill Burr, all these guys, they're huge Jerky Boys fans. Bill Burr said if he ever had to be stuck on an island somewhere, he'd have to have his Frank Rizzo records, his Jerky Boys records. So, you know, it's it's great that a lot of these comedians over the years have been. And, you know, what's funny is my manager is actually Chris Mazzilli, who he owns Gotham Comedy Club. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the biggest names in comedy have come through his doors. Jerry Seinfeld, you know, Bill Burr, all these guys. He knows them all. And they all pretty much tell Chris the same thing. They're like, oh, my God, you know, just such huge fans of Johnny's work and it's, and, and it makes me very appreciative. I I, I, I love that because, as you and you're right. When 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 I do the characters, you know, uh, it's it's for real. It's not like you know. Seth MacFarlane asked me one time. He goes, he goes, Johnny. One of the most freaking funniest things that you do. He goes, when when um, Saul Rosenberg fell down that time in the apartment and he broke his leg when he was going to look for the chainsaw. He fell and he says and you just laid there and you just keep going, Ugh, ah and you just keep going over and over and over. And and Seth said and and if you notice, you Seth loved that so much. He uses it in Family Guy. Whenever Peter falls, yeah. Peter lays there for a half an hour just going, Uh, uh and that's that's like a lot of the anecdotes that you see in Family Guy are actually from jerky boys. And um it's it's just amazing you know Seth McFarlane's another one you know very talented and he grew up listening he grew up that's that's why you know i i'm on i'm on family guy now 19 seasons
0: yeah and, uh, and that's uh, like and that character mort uh he's based the mort's based off of the one you do from your mother right the uh what is what is that character's name um Oh, okay. Saul Rosenberg. Yeah, Saul Rosenberg. Yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah. I think you said that one's based off your mother, correct?
1: Yeah, Saul Rosenberg. Whenever I do Saul or Mort Goldman, the personality is 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 my mom, and and the voice is my mom. And I had one. It's funny. I had one uh, story. Uh, uh, what do you call writer? A writer was at my house from um, Maxim, Maxim magazine. Mm-hmm. And I and he he said, "I'd love to speak to your mom." So I brought him up for the second meeting and he got to meet my mom. And as soon as my mom started to speak to him, he put his hands over his mouth and he was laughing in my mom's face. And, and, he, and he's like, he's like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean, she goes, oh, I get it all the time. And cause she, you know, he, he, he could hear instantly. He could hear Saul Rosenberg.
0: <laughs> that's such a, that's so funny. Um, you yeah so he was laughing. You mentioned that uh since your manager is uh, is the person who owns Gotham and and all these other comedians have have looked up to the Jerky Boys for so long. Do you ever think about doing an album? It doesn't have to be Jerky Boys for but uh, an album that is uh features, you know, the voices of of these people joining in on the calls uh and it, it kind of taking you back to the original conceit of jerky boys where it's just two people uh, you know clowning around on the phone with uh, one person who's unsuspected of it
1: you know it's funny that that has come up before and even for cartoons or tv shows but the funny thing is you'd be surprised just because somebody's a comedian or they're or they're a good comedian or a funny comedian they also understand that what i do is completely different from stand-up comedy you're actually it's 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 actually, you're on the fly and you've got to, everything's got to be done on the fly. There's nothing written. There's nothing scripted. There's nothing that you study. You just have to be able to react and be in this world. And a lot of comedians that I know that have actually tried it, they're saying, Johnny, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. they are like, I didn't realize how hard that shit is. And, and I, and I say, well, you know, it's you know, it is hard, but you, 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 I don't know. I, I don't even know. I can't just say to somebody, oh, you could do it. And, and you know, but it's it's very difficult if you try it.
0: Yeah, it, it is because, uh, you know, sometimes you'll get a tele- telemarketer and then uh, I'll just start, you know, messing with them as long as I possibly can. But I don't think any of it's funny. I just think that I'm doing it uh, and trying to be funny.
1: Right. That's the difference. And that's what Howard Stern said. Howard Stern said it years ago. He goes, there will never be another Jerky voice. He says, it won't happen. He goes, because Johnny has taken characters that he's grown up with his whole life, his mom, his dad, his Uncle Vinny, you know, that's Kissel. And all of my characters come from family members or friends that I've known or grown up with since the 1960s. So that's why Howard Stern said it, it will never be repeated. And that's why the people beloved these characters are so beloved people like if you listen to frank rizzo it's the funniest thing you hear over the years people say man frank rizzo he scares the shit out of you but you know what there's something i really love about frank and 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 there's something lovable lovable about that guy and that's what that's what's been doing it all these years people actually love the characters
0: since there was already a movie that was made uh, are there any other mediums that you that you would want to branch the Jerky Boys into?
1: Uh, absolutely. Like I said, I'm working right now um, with, yeah, uh, you know, on a uh, a cartoon. So that's that would be fantastic. Jerky Boys cartoon, car, you know, that would be just right up right up the alley for these guys, these characters, and they're perfect for it. You see my characters on Family Guy. My characters are. Our, Mort Goldman is one of the favorite characters of all time on that show, and um, Seth, Seth told me himself. He said, Johnny, he said when we made up the dolls, they made a Mort Goldman doll. He says we we couldn't keep the Mort Goldman dolls; they were gone. People, that's all, all they wanted was the Mort Goldman doll. So, Mort Goldman is a very loved character. As a matter of fact, a lot of people say two of their favorite Family Guy episodes are Family Gay. Where I, I I play my gay character in Family Family Gay, and the other one is Road to Germany, where uh, my character Mort Goldman goes back to Nazi Germany.
0: I def I remember I remember both of those episodes. Uh, they're, they're very funny, from what I can recall. Uh, but then yes. you, lo- you lost uh, you lost the uh, Muriel, you lost the wife.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, yes. I, uh, I I think Jerky Boys makes room for you to try, uh, you know, different things, but does it, do you think it's applicable to different styles of comedy? Like, do you think jerky boys would translate, uh, outside of the phone world? Like even, even if you're building this cartoon show, uh, what would, could it translate to other stuff, uh, just as easily?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think the jerky boys could translate, you know, pretty much any application you can think of. I mean, I've done, you know, uh, Jesus, what do you call those things? That, you know, um, it came out on the iPhones. Uh, what do you call it? Like games and stuff. I've done little games and pinball machines. And, and uh, you know, the, the Jerky Boys, you know, pretty much, you know, I went into the uh, into the commercial world. I done commercials for Anheuser-Busch, Subway Sandwiches, Lee Jeans Company. And, you know, I won the Mercury Mercury Award more than once for best commercials of the year. So the jerky boys pretty much wherever they go, they they're very successful. And again, you know why, Chad? Again, because I think because people really love the characters. They and they've they've loved them. You're talking God, five decades now. Right. You know? You're talking many, many moons.
0: Yeah, it's uh like I can't I've I've like I, I've never heard a comedian say anything. Negative in terms of the Jerky Boys, it's always been a a very reverential thing, and I think that's uh, I think that's one of the few parts of comedy uh, that has that has helped out really in the long run.
1: Well, you look at some of the giants that are out there now. Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer said that I was the reason she got into comedy, and she's like one of my biggest fans, and and you know, not Lisa Lampanelli, uh, any any of these you know major comics. You know, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And and then you look where you can look at like anywhere in the, in, you take anything you want, take the basketball, uh, NBA, you take major league baseball, you take football, you take hockey, You even the world wrestling federation, you know, you, wherever, wherever you go, my fan base is, is tremendous. NASCAR, you take NASCAR, you know, some of the biggest NASCAR shops are the biggest fans of mine and, and the jerky boys. So, it pretty much transcends everything because I think it just makes people feel good, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, now, did the tapes being passed around, did that ever affect you in a way that like, you know, the, the bootlegs where you weren't getting paid, did that ever, you think that helped you out in the long run or did it, did it, did it, did it affect you uh, adversely?
1: No, I would say, I would have to say that it definitely helped out in the long run because it was such an explosive um new form of comedy so and if you think if you really think and you go back in time before before the jerky boys hit the scene with my characters before that there was nothing reality-wise there was nothing where you could say this is the only thing that was before that that where you could say oh my god you got to see this it's real was alan Funt and candid camera do you remember that
0: i do yes
1: Right. And Alan Funt was was a genius. And if you watch any of Alan Funt stuff, it's all, people could say, oh, my God, you got to see this. He practical jokes, these people. And it's real. And that's what happened when the Jersey Boys came along, you know, in the 70s. You know, people would say, oh, my God, you got to hear this. It's fucking real. You got to listen to this. And they would make tapes and they would make tapes and they would make, you know, 10 tapes and they would give them out to friends and family. So the, so don't forget there, there was no Internet when I hit the scene. You know, we, we, all we had then was cassette tapes, and people would make cassettes and hand them out, and, and and I think that helped Like I said, the New York Times said it was the largest bootleg ever, and I think that was a great stepping point because everybody needed to get their hands on. So when, when we finally came out on CD, forget about it. When, when the, now people knew, oh my God, I can get that bootleg on CD, and that was Jerky Boys 1.
0: Yeah and I think that you know with um with new avenues of of listening uh, that are beyond a cassette tape we now we have Sirius now we have Spotify and uh, YouTube even I think that it should be if it if it does blow up again uh then it should be not even not just much easier but uh a lot more accessible for everybody To enjoy, and then to also look back because there's a bunch of Jerky Boys stuff that's uh, just sitting on the internet that anybody can look at right now.
1: I know. Yep, the Jerky Boys is everywhere. It's huge, and 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 that's the cool thing. So far, I've done a lot of different magazines and a lot of different um, you know outlets coming through the record label, Mm -hmm. and the feedback has been tremendous. Like, just very, very, very excited. And, and, and very like glad to see that, you know, like they've actually said to me, Johnny, it's just so great to see you back in your world doing this stuff. And and, because so many people missed you And, and I, you know, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And, and, you know, it's been a long time coming. So you're talking almost 25 years, you know?
0: Yeah, Jerky Boys is, uh, is, I, I wrote down when I was listening to the, uh, to the new one. And then also I went back and watched, uh, the MT, the one you guys did with MTV and you were calling into the call yeah. center. God, that was, that's such yeah. a, that's such a good, such a good one. Uh, but it's, yeah, that,
1: that was, way, that was also way ahead of its time. All the shows that you saw after that came punked. And 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 all these other t- taping shows and taxi cabs and all this other stuff that w- the Jerky Boys was out and the video I did it was for Sony and MTV and it actually it was a it was a platinum selling video and um and you know back in the day you know the only thing that went platinum was porn you know you know <laughs> you but think about that because people didn't have to buy them you just rented them so but um it, I have it hanging on my wall the plaque. So that too, that was another thing. Like when you asked before about what different mediums, that was a great medium, like a prank show where I was doing all these local pranks and supermarkets and MTV and I was doing all kinds of shit and it was a major home run for them.
0: Yeah, the uh, the, the, MTV, the MTV thing, because like, cause that's how, speaking of how... Uh, the original tapes were passed around that's how uh, music videos were passed around you caught it on mtv and then you know everybody that's how it blew up you know they see uh a a, you know a dr dre song or van halen and and that's how that's how people caught on to music uh, because you can only watch it once and then so if someone had it on a tape then it was the it was like the holy grail
1: yes yes Incredible! It was it was an incredible time, and um, coming up through that era, you know, like I said, it was only word of mouth. The Jerky Boys spread across the country, you know, I, word of mouth. And um, you know, I was just told by Tower, you know, the new Tower Records, mm-hmm. that um, they they that Jerky Boys Two is in the top five best comedy albums in history. Oh wow! Yeah, that's uh one of the uh owners, the new owners over at uh Tower Records.
0: That's a that no that's an accomplishment. That's a huge huge accomplishment.
1: Yeah, I mean and I I I said I said, "Geez, I never heard of that." And he said, "Yeah, Johnny, I just looked it up." And um I, I was like blown away. I said, "That's fucking amazing."
0: Now, have you ever thought uh since since it's so timeless uh that you know we every we seem to have this especially people who i would say aren't huge comedy fans so that it's easy for them to disassociate with this but they are able to have this revisionist history when it comes to comedy so now they're looking back at jokes uh that probably wouldn't translate well today but i think it's i think it's an, uh, an issue where you have to uh acknowledge that you know things have changed but i still think a lot of anything from the past can be funny if you can just you know put yourself back in that time period,
1: yeah, I agree, and people still people still talk on the phone, you know they people still make phone calls, and you know it, 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 it you know that's what the jerky Boys was all about. it the jerky Boys from day one was these crazy characters getting into fucking like absolutely absurd situations and chaos, and that's what ensued, so absurdity. And chaos and that is still the, the the deal of the day so I pretty much and all I have to do is you know just sit down and and you know do what I do and I think people still appreciate that absurdity and that chaos you know um, because that's what makes it funny you know and like you said earlier my characters were never ever and I, I did this purposely I mean, they were never out there to hurt or to be insensitive or to make somebody on the other end of the line, somebody on the other end of the line feel terrible or feel bad or insult them. That's not, that's, even though Frank Rizzo might say, I'll wrap your fucking head in with a ratchet. And then he comes right back, he, he comes right back with, like, I'm the best. You don't got nobody down there to work like me. So there's nothing about the Jerky Boys where people would walk away and, and say man that's really that's really hurtful and that's really very mean spirited it because it, it, that's not what I, I i never ever that's not what i ever set out to do that's you know it's just not how i work
0: yeah and and you can definitely see it in the in even in the n t v video uh especially like my my with the my favorite bit for with saul where he uh left his sandwich in his shoes or left his shoes upstairs and he was trying to get the uh, shoes and then he got beat up by the by the security officer like that's that it hurts no one in the long run and those people you know working at the call center were just as weirded out as they had to be
1: right right and that's the way it's always been always been self-deprecating and and when you look back to my my gay character my gay character was famous Many, many decades ago before it was even cool to be doing gay characters. Hmm. So uh, RuPaul, RuPaul is a big fan, Jerky Boys fan. Uh, Actually, when I did RuPaul's show a while back, he had all my CDs for me to sign. And one of my biggest fans ever, RuPaul and Mariah Carey. I mean, you can go down the list of of these. I, I actually, Mariah asked me to be in her Honey video. And... um. Yeah. So uh, my fan base would even these, and then th- that's the same thing they bring up. They bring it up because they say, Johnny, it's the only comedy that I can really listen to where it's so fucking hilarious. I piss myself, I piss myself laughing, and yet there's nothing hurtful and there's nothing that is about it that I find disdainful or distasteful. And, 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 and Mar- 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 Mariah actually named her, she had two Jack Russells and she named them Bing and Bong after my gay character.
0: <laughs> that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah,
1: that Yeah, but yeah, like I said she she called me I was in uh she was shooting in Puerto Rico and I was in uh Pittsburgh uh working for Anheuser-Busch uh selling beer and uh with my jerky boys product project and Mariah called me and asked me to be in her honey her honey video. And uh it, it was a great fun.
0: Well, that's really cool, man. I'm, I'm really glad uh, that you're coming back and you're going to introduce this whole new world. I mean, not whole new world, but this this new crop of uh, young comedy fans to, to something they should know. And I'm, so, I'm glad you're with Comedy Dynamics because they're a great company. I've, I've done uh, some uh, I've talked to a lot of the people that they represent and they seem to have some uh, good heads over there.
1: Yeah, they are. They are. They're good people. And um, I can't say anything but good things about them. They've been very, very patient with me. Um, you know, the world is a bit of a different place. You know, you know, it's it's hard. It's like you can't when somebody does comedy and I don't do stand up comedy. So, I'll, like I said, I'm very, very I do. I do do these live shows now. I've been doing live shows right before this COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to do rooms about anywhere from 200 to 300 maybe 400 people and this way it's intimate you get to you know you really get i've I've stood up in front of i've stood up in front of 500,000 people at woodstock and i've stood up in front of 5,000 people at uh, a comic-con and when you when you're doing 5,000 people or anything more than that you kind of you get lost you can't it's it's very hard to be intimate you know yeah but when you do small rooms it's great and chris actually chris mazzilli actually he actually moderates so that it's good cop bad cop almost like James Lipton you know how he used to do the show oh yeah and it's more it's more of an interview it's more of an interview because we'll play some skits and all the people they know every single word to every single skit so we'll go over that we'll laugh our asses off then people have tons of questions for me then i i do a q and a and and they love it and the show is about an hour and 15 minutes and we just have an incredible fucking blast it's so much fun and so that's what i've been up to as far as if you want to say stand up or on a stage up in front of a crowd i tell stories and when i tell stories people listen to them and they they're 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 either mortified or they're fucking hysterical because i i tell stories about my family and and how i grew up and and a lot of it's off the fucking wall i'm the oldest of five children so i was always in kind of trouble mischievous and so when I tell stories, people we all get into it, and people tell their stories, and so it's a lot of fun. So once this COVID gets out of here, I'm sure I'll get back to it.
0: Yeah, it's gonna I, it'll it'll be great. It'll be great to see you to see you touring around uh, with this with this new material. I and I, and I can't wait for people to see uh, every single one of these tracks. Listen to every single one of these tracks, because uh, this is this is this is very nice to have right now.
1: Thank you very much, man. Oh, 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 oh,